for this episode because I think I think we're just going to talk about I think we're just going to talk about Clive. Well, I mean, I always have a game plan. Andre Farrick always <laughs> has a game plan because Andre Farrick is a game developer. I I make game. I love video games. I'm working on a new video game now. It's called Peter's Appointment. It's about a guy called Peter. You make an appointment. Don't know what. Don't know what the appointment's for. You just gotta fill it in in your diary. You know how it be. Sometimes you got appointments. Andre Farrick don't remember things too good. So it's very much a personal story. Except I'm not called Peter. I'm called Andre Farrick. Hi there. It's me, Andrew Farrick. I'm a brand new character. Everyone's gonna love me. Oh, everybody loves Andrew Farrick. That's what the, hey, everybody that's what loves the, Andrew Farrick. That's what the show is called now. The show is called Everybody Loves Andrew Farrick. Andrew Farrick, that's me. Swarm outside. It's blistering hot. I got me. I got me a brand new invention to help me deal with these summer months because Andrew Fuck don't like to be too sweaty. <laughs> I, 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 I invented this new thing called pineapple juice. You see, people look at the pineapple, they just think that's fun, a little rock with a little hair on top. Little, <laughs> Long, tall hair, like Gerald from Hey Arnold. But uh, I thought to myself, what, what if there's something in that pineapple? Andrew Farrick's going to get to the bottom of this. Did you lop it in half, like with a, with a oh, knife? Oh, yeah. Well, not not with a knife, no, with a brick. Because Andrew, Andrew Farrick, like anybody seeing a pineapple, thought it was just a rock. So I thought, I ain't cutting that. I ain't cutting that. I've seen people cut fruit. That ain't no fruit. That's hard and brown. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bash it with a brick. It spat at me. (laughs) Spat at my eye. Really stung. I thought my eye was going to melt like an alien. You know, when they cut that little spider open and then that spider starts bleeding and it makes a hole in the flow. I thought it was going to make a hole in my eye. I I feel like Barbara Walters now doing, doing a Barbara Walters special. I'm Barbara Walters, and tonight we're speaking with Andrew Fuck, who's running for office. Well, hi, Barbara. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm, uh, I'm real humbled that my invention, pineapple juice, is taking, uh, taking America by storm. I mean, I can't take all the credit. I only bashed the pineapple open with a brick. It was my friend, Lloyd, who licked my eye to soothe it. He said it tasted delicious, so I said, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and I'm going to lick that pineapple. That's what I'm going to do, and see how delicious this is. It didn't burn my tongue like it did my eye, and it did taste quite delicious, so I said, right, we're going to turn this into juice. We're going to call it pineapple juice. Make fortune. Ingenious. Yeah, I'm pretty good, pretty clever. So I'm such a prolific game developer. I made TerraQuest. I went to Commodore 64. Now, about a guy called Terry. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this. Oh, yeah, I love questions. What do you say to the allegations that your game Terry Quest is just a bunch of copies of Fatal Fury for the Neo Geo that you stuck a sticker onto that says Andrew Firk's Terry Quest? 
I can never confirm no denying those allegations. I ain't never heard no fatal fury. I heard a Marvel vs. Capcom, or as I like to call it, Andrew Fox, Henry Task. <laughs> well, that was Andrew Fuck, everyone. Um, several minutes of incomprehensible radio. Uh, thank you for dropping by the studio, Andrew Fuck. Right? Oh, yeah, bye. Andrew Fuck, everyone. He just wandered off. Yeah, he decided he was done talking, so just got up and uh, left the room. I can see him out the window now. He's uh, he's just just attacking one of my trees with a stick. He's confused. But like like a like a twig. Like he's not doing. He's doing more damage to the to his to his weapon than to his target. You know. So it's like in Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, then, isn't it? Oh, pretty much. Well, no, no, no. This lasted all oh, about seven swings before it broke. Did the twig. So it's a little bit better than a sword in uh, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> uh, our last podcast was recorded before the Tears of the Kingdom review went up. And then it went up. The podcast went up a little bit after. Um, after a lot happened, actually. Yeah. Hello, by the way. Welcome to the Trash Girl Diaries. I'm Stephanie Sterling, and I'm joined, as always, by uh, the lovely... Elsa Farron, who uh, we're going to talk about stuff today. And things. Oh, my God. Well, aren't you in for a treat, listeners? Um, Aren't those of you who stuck around after Andrew Fuck left? (laughs) Aren't you in for a treat? Oh, dear. Um, I found out today, because I've moved on, because I've become obsessed with Street Fighter VI, which is something I never saw coming. As someone who um, has always quite famously talked about how they can't play fighting games, can't get into fighting games, um, for for various accessibility reasons, I can't get into it. But those are barriers that Capcom broke down. So I'm actually I've played enough to be able to do a review of it, which will be the first fighting game I've ever reviewed in my career, not counting Smash because obviously Smash is its own anomalous little thing. Yeah, but I've moved well on. Posted the review. Got all the shit for it from all of the fucking, like, Zelda zealots and all of that. Then there was the whole thing with YouTube age-restricting my video, which we found out was because of a screenshot of Michelangelo's The Creation of Adam, uh, which was reversed, but not before they ruined the video's uh, traction and all of that. All of this drama. But I was on the uh, a Stephanie Sterling's Trash Palace Discord today, and it had been pointed out that the review has 230 comments on it. On thegymquisition.com. I'm reading them right now. Some of them. It's a little bit anomalous. Like, what makes me laugh, what makes me laugh, is the really angry Zelda fans who said I'm irrelevant and should be ignored are right. I'm irrelevant. I was never all that relevant, but I'm way less now than I was back at my height, at the height of my power, quote unquote, right? (laughs) But there's 230 comments on the review, which I stopped reading after I did my video, what was it, three weeks ago now, where I read some of the comments out. I got bored. And and I'm, like I say, I've been obsessively playing Street Fighter VI all week. So to find out that they're still going on. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, because people still went on about my Breath of the Wild review right up until Tears of the Kingdom's release. In unrelated things, there was a Polygon post about something that had nothing to do with Zelda, and there was someone in the comments angrily talking about my old Breath of the Wild review. That was a few months ago. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they, they never forgave me. And I honestly, I thought they'd just, like, I figured there'd be salt. It's a video game review. There's always salt. I did not expect more salt than last time. For someone who doesn't, I don't matter. I don't matter? Elsa, I don't matter. I, I, I think you do. Well, clearly. Like, clearly I do. I, I matter more to people angry about video game reviews than I matter to myself. And I'm really egotistical. So, like, I matter to myself quite a bit. Um, anyway, I'm not going to make this because I've talked, I've talked Zelda to death and I truly have moved on. Um, and the plan is not to talk about Zelda today. But having learned, like, very recently that there are 230 fucking comments on that review. <laughs> yep, and there's still... There's this one guy who, like, three days ago left, like, five comments or something to... Jesus. So here's here's something interesting, because I do voices, and uh, I'm... You I'm, do do voices. I'm going to do one of yours. I'm going to see if I can. <clears throat> I'm just going to read one of these comments. Okay. The game has the best physics out of any video game verbal. It's really obvious you know nothing at all about game development. You think it's a coincidence all high-profile game designers are praising Botwer and even more this game? Lovely. That's really... Like, I've said before, not on this podcast, but I have said when I've heard you do it that you're the only person I've ever heard who's come close to doing an impression of me. Most people go for, like, just the Spinal Tap voice. They're like, it's a British person, so I'm going to talk like this. Or they'll do the, like, the, oh, I'm a British person. Like, it doesn't sound like me at all. It's just, like, the shit American does a British accent voice. Yep. And they always go, like, really, really thick Cockney, because that's the only thing they yeah. can think. Like, because, like, to an American, the only British accents that exist are posh and Cockney. That's it. Yeah. That's your fucking yeah. lot. And I have none. Like, I have something of a unique British accent because I've moved um, around the world so much. And it might not be that perceptible to American listeners. It was like... Uh, a wrestling show I was at uh, a couple of weeks ago, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, and uh, a woman who was working the bar spoke to her a little bit after the show, and she was fascinated by my voice. And it was because, like, like as as we conversed, like she said, like she could pick up that it was slipping into this sort of very slight hint of American, I guess, in a sort of homeopathic way, just sort of like, like, like in a seltzer way. It's like the hint, the slight hint of flavour. <laughs> In, in the fizzy water that is my British accent. The idea. Yeah. The idea of an American accent is in my British accent. So when people just go for the straight, like, Cockney voice, it doesn't work. 
I do consider myself very difficult to mimic, based chiefly on the fact that I've never heard anyone do a one-to-one impression. Uh, But as far as getting close to it, you are the one that gets closest. You honour me. In terms of doing impressions of, like, my characters, that was a fucking excellent Duke Amiel. Oh, thank you. That was fucking excellent. I don't know anything about game development. I wonder how many, um, like, smash hit video games that fucker's written for. Yeah. I get to bust that out now. I get to just bust that out. Yeah. How many BAFTA award-winning games did uh, a black guy write for? It's just Ben. Just Ben. Ben, mate. How many BAFTA award-winning video... Game of the year, mind. All right? Let's get it right. How many BAFTA award-winning games did you write for? Ben. I bet it's Ben Cachero. (laughs) I bet it's Ben Shapiro. Oh, it is. Ben Shapiro, just furious. Hang on. Let me see if I can find another one of these. Because I'll I'll just... Okay. And then you complain about slippery surface, despite the fact that you could just create a bunch of elixirs negating the rain. Slippery effect in a matter of seconds. There's also a late game armor preventing the slippery surface. So now I have debunked every one of your complaints in my four posts and proved the real problem is you don't even know how to play the game. (laughs) Oh my God. That is fucking brilliant. (laughs) That is. Oh my God. Right. The next time I do like shitty comment reading on the Jimquisition, I'm going to have to get you into the recording booth, my dear, because doing them as Ben Shapiro is Fucking genius. That was brilliant. Oh, I'm made up with that. Oh, I can... Oh! Oh, oh that is brilliant. Oh, <sighs> mate, Ben just got roasted. He's going to have to contribute to a rising wave of fascism across America to cope with it now. <laughs> oh. Don't, don't, don't do that, Ben. Don't. No, it's not worth it. Yeah, if you're a different Ben from Ben Shapiro, don't do that, because we've already... That's already, like, happened. It's not great. I, we don't need more of it. We've already got a Ben doing that. Yeah, if if you're a different Ben, what other famous Bens are there? There's Ben Drowned. You can follow in his footsteps, you twat. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck. Be more like Ben Affleck than from the comments. Yeah. Right. We've got important business of the day. Yeah. Were we moving on to something? Because I know I said I didn't want to linger on Zelda, and it has just struck me that the recording, at least, says we've been going for uh, uh, 18 minutes and 24 seconds. I realised that some of that was uh, was Andrew Ferrick. It's time to move on and heal America. We've got to move on from all of this Zelda. All of this controversy. Yeah, like, Such you know, I, I'm not... It's like, If you want to play a baby game... Like, that's fine. Enjoy your Zelda, like, like with all the other scrubs. But, like, I'm a fighting game player now. Like, I play Street Fighter Six. Like, I'm part of the fighting game community is my new thing I'm going to start saying to upset people. You're, you're part of the FGC. Will we see you at Evo? Will, will we see you there? I'm very much a luminary of the... V- k- k- uh, and I think <laughs> I will be representing at Evo. Uh, yes, yes, very much so. Playing my main... In Street Fighter Six, Lilith. Oh, Lily. No, Lilith. She's oh. got wings. Oh, from Darkstalkers. Oh God, I mixed them up. Sorry, I'm new to this. Um, I'm very much a hardcore elite member of of the fighting game community. Oh, absolutely. No, you yeah. you were there in 2004. 
Oh, absolutely. When, whenever whatever happened in 2004 happened, I was there for whatever that was. Uh, I think I think that this bit is funnier because you're talking to someone who you know was part of the fighting game community for some time. And sillyery though I was. Yeah. Um, and I mostly just played Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Street Fighter 3. But now you're playing Street Fighter 3 twice. Right? It's like two threes duct taped together. Only with a big muscly gladiator woman. God, she's... Who does punching. She's And he's like, fight with all your heart! And then just punches someone. And she's polyamorous and bi. Yes! Yes, she is! And if ever there was something that was going to tempt me to buy Street Fighter VI, despite my aforementioned breakup with fighting games, it would be just to play as Marisa. She's really good. Really fun. Oh, I bet. I bet she is. I've been copying her moves in real life for my wrestling. Because she does this thing where she grabs someone's arm, twists it behind their back and bends them over. And like keeps their arm like wrenched behind their back, towers over them from behind, like mounted, and then punches them in the back of the head. I can't do the punch good. Because in the positioning I'm at, the only way I'm going to get any like sound off it is if I stomp when I do it. And it's looking just a little too fake. I can do other things like lock in an arm bar or like work some shoulder stuff or like like joint manipulation. But it is very powerful. Like grabbing someone's arm, wrenching it, bending them down and mounting them like that. Like for the Commander Sterling character, it is fitting so well into my moveset. And I just love that I can just do a Street Fighter move as part of my wrestling moveset. You were doing a Street Fighter move before because your beautiful spinning wheel kick is part of the repertoire of a character in Street Fighter 3 named Sean. Sean was introduced in Street Fighter 3 and has not been seen elsewhere, but he is meant to be Ken's apprentice. He's he's Ken's sort of protege, uh, the Miles Morales to his Peter Parker, if you will. I see. And speaking of Street Fighter 3, you know, because I played Street Fighter 3 for two fucking decades, I've made a promise to myself that I will buy Street Fighter 6 if, and only if, my main from Street Fighter 3 Third Strike appears in Street Fighter 6. And so far it hasn't happened. No? No, it's uh, Remy. Uh, Remy has not... He, he, he isn't in uh, Street Fighter 6 or any Street Fighter other than 3. Oh. Um, he's a a tall, lanky, broody, pretty boy with, like, floppy blue hair. Um, he's sort of the resident anime edgelord of, of Street Fighter, which otherwise doesn't really have one. Oh, yeah. I'm looking him up. Looks a bit like Noctis from Final Fantasy XV, if he was uh, an online gamer's idea of what an SJW looked like. Yes, except he talks like somebody from Reddit. (laughs) There's so much affected nihilism there. You know, he at one point he says, you know, oh, when I dive into the sea, I feel so cold. It is as cold as my heart, which can never be healed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a little boner i know i kind of want to fuck him mm. but i've had to make peace with that i wouldn't want to be fisted by him his sprite has massive hands i there know is, right 
bigger than his head. His hands are huge. And you know what they say? You know what they say about guys with big hands? Yeah, it makes your cut look really tiny when you're wanking. I should know. I've got big hands. And an average-sized penis. You know, so do I. Have big hands, I mean. Mmm. My... My penis is quite small. Anyway, you mentioned Final Fantasy, and, um... Final Fantasy! Yes! The demo for Final Fantasy sixteen yes. came out. And indeed, as... Th- this is one of the reasons we had to... Like, I wanted... I want to do this, like, once every two weeks. Trash Girl Diaries. Real life scheduling and things pre- prevented that for me, but had to get done because Trash Girl's Diaries is nothing if not an unofficial slash official uh, Final Fantasy fan cast <laughs> approved by Square Enix. Totally. A- absolutely. So we had to do it because the Final Fantasy 16 demo, as you say, came out. Now you are... Um... Oh, you're a bit of a bugger for that Final Fantasy, aren't you? <gasps> if we're quite honest. I like quite it a partial. bit. I like it a bit. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. that... Uh... Yeah, no, I think we are an official fan cast. I high-fived Naoki Yoshida in 2014, and I think that's all the approval you need. It's in writing, basically. There we go. And and once Square Enix Europe had a board meeting where the executives told the rest of the staff that they don't want me to do any more videos about them. So, <laughs> in a way, we all have our <laughs> acknowledgements from Square Enix. Fabulous. Um, That's the rumor I heard. I, I would say it's not been one hundred percent confirmed, but I I was contacted once to say uh, to be told that's what happened. That yeah, I believe it. I mean, they they are aware of me. You know, it would be easy to get you to not make any more videos about them if they stopped being fuckers. Yeah, just stop fucking about, you pricks. Yeah, just, just stop, stop fucking about. Just stop with the NFT bullshit. Stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he- he- here's the thing about Final Fantasy 16, right? I mentioned Naoki Yoshida. Yeah. He has done multiple interviews pertaining to Final Fantasy 16 where he has just made an absolute chocobo's ass of himself. God, yes. And I'm. Uh... Fantastic. Uh, I'm. Uh... Sorry, I had some. <laughs> I had some really, really good French fries with my lunch. Just delicious stuff. Um, mm. uh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, fans oh, of me dear. from talking to women about video games will probably appreciate that. Oh no, I'm I'm mucking out. <laughs> this is uh, this is this is very much like meeting my heroes. Um, um, it's funny because that's that's what I say about you all the time. Um, but you being my personal hero aside, um, Naoki Yashida is also the producer of Final Fantasy XIV, or of the relaunch of Final Fantasy XIV. Mm -hmm. Um, For the uninitiated, uh, Final Fantasy XIV was released as a PC-exclusive MMORPG in 2010, uh, and it was very bad. It, It tanked. It actually tanked so hard that the entire dev team was replaced. And at the helm was the producer, Naoki Yoshida, affectionately known by the community as Yoshi P for reasons I can't quite pin down. It just makes me think of a little green dinosaur, like, taking a piss. Yeah. The side of a tree. 
suddenly turning from yellow to to green again as it happens. Mm. But yeah, like like it starts like turning green again from the top. Yeah, just as it empties, just just down, 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 down. While Yoshi is stood like like a man, like <laughs> like like the the very stereotypical manner, like a, a pub urinal, like like slightly apart, both hands on it. Mm-hmm. Could do it with one hand, but wants to give the impression that he needs to just coughing a little, just <clears throat> like that, jostling a little, or the. The one hand leaning against the wall, maybe. Mmm. Oh my god, I can see that perfectly. I can see, I can see Yoshi at a in a at pub urinal, <laughs> hand leaning. Tiny little fart just comes out. Just a little one of those ones. Um, <laughs> jeans sort of pulled down a bit with like a belt with a skull on it. You can see a bit of his ass cracked. My only experience with men are um, like the kind of people that my dad and my evil stepdad used to hang around with. So I'm imagining Yoshi is some sort of like drunk middle-aged biker who should know better. I've, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I've started to process my trauma through the medium of... Uh, a beloved Nintendo character urinating in a bar. That's brought us very far away from Yoshi P. Uh, let's 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 circle back to that. Yes. Um, so Naoki Yoshida took over production of Final Fantasy XIV, and his his decree, as far as I know, was just fuck it. We're going to start over. This is a dud. We're cutting our losses and we're doing it again. The result was uh, 2013's Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, uh, which, you know, continues to be a massive success and is my favorite game of all time. And I I play Final Fantasy XIV pretty much every day, and I have done since 2013. It's, It's going on a decade now. And so Yoshida has a mystique that surrounds him in the eyes of the Final Fantasy XIV player base who sort of think of him as the person who saved the game from oblivion. And his his media appearances at fan festivals and in live streams and stuff like that, he's cultivated this very specific image for himself as the game's cool dad. He cosplays and he's got rings on his fingers. We know what job he plays in Final Fantasy XIV. He's a black mage main. Isn't that lovely? He likes he likes to play mm-hmm. as a black mage. Going from that to... And the thing is, I really think that Final Fantasy XVI looks like a great game. And I've, you know, now having played the demo, I'm very excited for it. But just the sheer extent to which that man has gone from being everybody's cool dad to being the uncle at Thanksgiving mm. who says something wrong... Like, we wanted the game to be realistic, and that's why there's no people of color in it. That, that is truly just... Everybody's just sat around the table going, <clears throat> Could you pass the uh, pudding corn, please? Mm-hmm. Or the stupid accessibility option blunder that you and, and Laura Dale have talked about on Podquisition, and I, I yeah. defer to y'all's judgment on that. Reading his interview statements and things, it makes me feel how I feel whenever I speak to a British person who's a boomer. And all I can think in my head is, please don't mention Muslims. Please don't mention Muslims. Oh, my God. They fucking mention. Oh, God. Right. This is the next hour. As I have to just like do what any like, like self-respecting white person does and look at the floor awkwardly. Too afraid to speak up. 
Oh, family. But again, you know, I think the game looks fucking fun. And the gameplay, I fucking love this combat so much. I will say that. Like, because I played the demo too. The demo has the, um, like, two parts to it. There's the the new game portion, um, which is like 50% cutscenes by volume. Mm. Then there's the iconic challenge, which takes place later in the game, and we're they're just like, okay, we're gonna show you some of the yeah. shit. And it's a uh, Final Fantasy do. 16 iconic, not Ubisoft iconic. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. That's quite good. Oh, I I miss I miss I miss when that was all you had to talk about on the Jimquisition. Like how yeah. Ubisoft Ubisoft overusing the word iconic instead of you having to talk about all of the other things that Ubisoft does that are wrong. Yeah, well, it's one of the reasons why the Jimquisition, like, in recent months has taken on a bit of a light affair, like, subject-wise. For me own, like, sanity more than anything else. And it was, it was just, it's miserable. Sometimes you've got, you know, you can't ignore all of it. But um, I have enjoyed getting back to, like, some breezier subjects because, yeah. I, I also miss when Ubisoft overusing the word iconic was like the most pertinent sin I could uh, <laughs> regularly bring up. But yes, uh, the the iconic challenge in Final Fantasy fourteen, and uh, that just gives you the combat and what Clive is capable of later on in the game. And I found that this game has my favorite thing, my favorite thing in any action game, which is uh, tether mechanics. Because Clive can learn an, uh, a technique. He can equip different icons, which are just summons, and use their their abilities for himself after, I assume, yeah. he eats them. He better do. And we better see it in, like, gratuitous detail. Just, like, unhinge his jaw like alive. a snake and just... Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. He, lies fa- he lies on his belly with his arms and legs just, like, limp. And he just pulls himself across their body. With his jaw. I, just I'm not gonna lie, Elsa, I have come. Well, I'm glad to have played a part in it in some capacity. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the abilities he has is called Deadly Embrace. Um <laughs> Which I think that's what it should be called when he eats these things. Oh, absolutely! Um, it's it's what I it's what it's called when I come as well, actually. Oh, is that hot? I'm trying to figure out if that's hot. It'd be hot if Remy had said it. He does have a very alluring voice, but anyway, um, Deadly Embrace is a it's a pull. He can, you know, Clive can yank enemies toward him mm. well, unless they're bigger than him. In which case, he actually pulls himself toward them. Mm. Any game that allows me to do pulling like that, like pull myself toward my enemies or my enemies toward me, it's why I love DMC Devil May Cry, because of the chains that Dante can use in that game. Yeah. The sheer joy on my face when I saw that that's what that technique does, where you can do a combo and that ends with the enemy being sort of blown off their feet with a magic attack and then you just pull them right back you pull them right back and you just hit them 
again and again and again. And it's, it's, it's very viscerally satisfying in the same way that games like Devil May Cry are. I feel like the moves have a really good, like the attacks have a really good sense of impact. And you can tell that there's Devil May Cry's influence there as well. Yeah. Because Clive has the stinger. He has the 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 move that Dante mm-hmm. has had in every Devil May Cry game, as far as I know. They've got a quite a few options for like closing distance between Clive and enemies, which is always nice. Like the the pulling and the yanking and the stinging and the the, the little phoenix ability phoenix that you shift. start with, yeah. And I will say, like one of my biggest issues, even the ones I like, like I loved Final Fantasy fifteen. But the combat system was still a little bit weird, a little bit squiffy. I felt, I felt, as I've said before, that Final Fantasy VII Remake sort of finally hit the stride with the weird attempt to actionize the old like RPG systems. But I do think that Final Fantasy XVI is a far better game for just saying "fuck it, we're gonna." be devil may cry i agree as much as some may consider it sacrilege i think square enix was continually like obsessively they had this need to actionize final fantasy it was always going to happen and they have been sort of doing their best to compromise on that and i think it's led to some games that historically have been a little bit confused and a little bit strange feeling because they're neither here nor there um, yeah. Whereas this one is just a straightforward action game, and I yes. think it's a far better game for it. I think that um, one of the first instances of them really trying to introduce speed and urgency to Final Fantasy's turn-based combat uh, would be like Final Fantasy X-2, because it had a, a very fast ATB system. Like it was just the same ATB system as you know seven, eight, whatever had. Yeah. Um, but it moved much more quickly and timing was part of it, you know, because there were combo mechanics, you know, for chaining attacks together. Final Fantasy X-2 is another one of my favorites. I think more, more egregiously, you had the whatever the fuck they called the combat system in Final Fantasy XIII. They gave it a pretentious name and I don't remember it. And while I very much enjoy the combat in that game, it is weird and it, it, it's the it's the same approach as 10-2, but taken to a bizarre extreme. Mm. So the pace of things is so quick that they added that auto battle mechanic to make it so that, you know, people wouldn't get overwhelmed. Whereas that would have been the point where I would have just ripped the bandage off. Just, yeah. just make an action game. And so, you know, you had the MMOs 11 and 14, which did their own thing, because you can't really do turn-based combat in an MMO. I mean, I I guess maybe you could, but I don't know why you would. And then, you know, as you said, Final Fantasy 15, much more action-focused, but still had that, like, there was the wait command, so you could, like, queue up commands Mm -hmm. by pausing the game, which, I mean, that's fine. I was fine with uh, with doing that. And it had the the issue Forspoken has, because, of course, the same folks worked on it, where it's like, there's just so much going on, and so much animation, and so much, like, like flamboyance, that I was taking damage that felt inevitable, or at the very least, too hard to fucking see coming. And overall, it contributed to the idea that the combat was just a little bit messy, a little bit sloppy. 
didn't stop me enjoying it. I enjoy Final Fantasy XV very much. So did I. Mm-hmm. Who was your best one of the of the boys? The beautiful, beautiful boys from the beautiful boy adventure. That's prompto. That's prompto. That's prompto. You know, that's... He's pretty. That's, he is pretty. He's pretty and he's sweet. Yeah. And he... he the freckles. Oh. It's the freckles. He's got the, the, the adorable little freckles. I, I very much like Ignis as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I liked all of them. Uh, I, 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 found, I, I thought Gladio was interesting because he has a sort of very modern version of the whole chivalry thing. Like, cause he, he takes his, his job as a knight very seriously. Yeah. But you know, he does, he does feel a lot more modern about it in his sensibilities and the way that he talks. And you know, Noctis was, Noctis was Noctis. He was in Tekken once. So there's that. And you know, as a member of the, the fighting game community, you should be aware of that. You should have known the whole time that oh, yeah. Noctis was in Tekken 7. Oh, I probably knew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, you knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely knew that. Totally. Who's Noctis? Um, He's the guy from Tekken. Oh, Liam Neeson. Yes, that. Right. Yes, I'm with you now. You know what I've heard about Liam Neeson? Uh, that his penis looks small when he's wanking because he's got huge hands. Yeah, no, actually, I've heard that his penis is so big that it doesn't matter oh, how big his hands are. Huge. I've heard, I've heard that he, that Liam Neeson, like Liam Neeson's one of those. This is actually a beautiful story. Someone like was being interviewed, and they mentioned off the, the interviewer mentioned offhand that she had briefly dated Liam Neeson, and she said, "Yeah, yeah, he unzipped his pants, and a large Evian bottle flopped out." Oh. And there have been many other reports of Liam Neeson having a absolute mammoth of a of a schlong, much like Willem Dafoe. I was just about to say because obviously, you know, when I think of a big celebrity penis, I'm going to think about Willem Dafoe, which I have seen. You know, there was that so clip of him doing like ex- I could only describe it as experimental theatre, uh, where he was <laughs> dancing naked with a lot of people, and it really was just like. It was like a hyena's clit. It really was like no, I think it was it was bigger than a hyena's clit. I mean it was thicker. It was thicker for it, sure. Thing was like the size of his fucking forearm swinging mm. past his fucking knees. It was like an adult holding an apple, but like a bigger apple. Yes. Relative to a baby like holding an apple in terms of of size proportion. And the, the glands. The glands. We can't forget the glands, Elsa. We can never forget the glands. That's the important bit. Keep it in mind. That's where the cum comes from. <laughs> it, you it, know who else has a big penis? Uh, is Daniel Craig. Right. The, the James Bond man. Yes, he was the Bond yeah. man. And he was also Mr. Knives Out. Mr. Outcome the Knives, a film I have seen. I haven't, but I've heard good things. The first one, very good. The second one, looks like it'll be shit, at some point suddenly becomes brilliant. And you found out that the real twist of the film is that you are watching a good film all along. <laughs> like, genuinely fucking great. clever. 
I started watching it and I'm like, oh, this is this is some try hard contemporary shit. And then just at some point, a a switch is flipped in in Knives Out Two, and you're like, oh, no, no, actually, no, no, Andrew, come back in. The film's good. All right, <laughs> all right. Sorry. Without a contemporary junction of COVID stuff, I thought they were trying too hard to be modern. No, 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 it's actually quite good. They they flip the script. I love it when flips get script. Anyway. <laughs> I bring up Daniel Craig's penis because um, that was actually mentioned in an interview by Dame Judy Dench. Oh. Who uh, apparently just by happenstance saw Daniel Craig's penis and described it as monstrous. Monstrous. And, you know, coming from, coming from Judy Dench, if Judy Dench says his penis is monstrous, I choose to believe that it is. So you like the Final Fantasy 16 demo? I did. I really, I'm really intrigued. I think it's kind of adorable that they've clearly just now found out about Game of Thrones and they really want to share this discovery with the world. Like I've had I've seen like mixed opinion on it, but the word I've been using is cute. Like I genuinely it think cute. it's cute that Final Fantasy is like doing all blood and sex and violence and saying the bad F words. They say the bad F word, Elsa. They say the fuck word in it. They say the fuck word. And and there's a bit near the beginning, right, where where the big beefy man, right, is clearly going to do a sex on a girl. Oh, my And she God. wants it. She's, like, yeah. well up for it. She's fucking... God, she really is, though, isn't she? Oh, God. Like, that bit where she looks at the camera and just goes, God, fucking hell, I'm... I'm I'm fucking dripping. Like, that was the moment I was like, yep, Final Fantasy's grown up. She's fucking yeah. dripping. Final Fantasy's come home. She 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 looked at the camera and she said, oh, I'm well, I'm well horny. Right. Oh, I'm proper fucking horny. Oh, I bet you're wanting to see my tits now, you fucking bastards. <laughs> you dirty little grot bags. Oh, all right, you can have a little peek. Having said that, that yeah. character, Benedicta, I, I I do find her extremely attractive. Right? And I found I found out like in the backstory, Benedicta. Bene- Benedicta? Yeah. Benedicta hard. <laughs> Sorry, I just got that. I just so did she. She's proper horny, though. Oh, God. I'm seeing spots. (laughs) Oh, God. The only way that it could be better, the only way it could be more for adults is if Angela White was in there. Oh, my God, yes. If Angela White... Have have her just show up, like, in the middle of a sex scene. She should just, like, show up, pin Benedicta against the wall, and just, just finger blast her. Yes, actually, I would. I would. I, I was thinking she would just show up while Clive is going into somebody, just walk on camera and go, "And I'm Angela White," and then leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> but seeing Angela White finger blast Benedicta is now something I did not know that I wanted, and I want it. 
Isn't it, though? Right? I would like Benedicta's dress. Oh, God. So, like, the, with the feathers all around the... Like, the weird little shoulder capey, like, like mantle thing with feathers on that, then the big high collar that are feathers. Yeah, because she turns into a big bird. She turns into a big bird. She turns into a big bird with tits. It's an elegant dress with a lot of flow, but it does have individual legs so that she can, like, proper straddle the big bloke. Who's clearly yeah. just the 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 big like hulking um, Witcher from from the Witcher series? Sure, like, why not? It's just the big that big fella from Witcher two, and to a lesser extent Witcher three. God, she is. She's great. She's really good. she's delightful. I'm I'm interested in a, like so. Let me ask you this: How did you feel about Clive's shit mother? Because his mother was just a bitch to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, this is all part of the whole. Because I've seen some people like say that they don't necessarily think that Final Fantasy 16 is like aping Game of Thrones. It's just aping like hard fantasy tropes. I disagree. It's very clearly. Like trying oh, yeah. to be Game of Thrones, and that's one of the elements that indicates that because that very much emulates the relationship between Catelyn Stark and Jon Snow from the Game of the Thrones. Um, the mother figure who has it out for obviously the the relationship is slightly different, but it is still parental uh, mother figure. Uh, unfavorite child, uh, son, that kind of relationship. I mean, they've even got a fucking ward voiced, I'm pretty sure, by um, the protagonist from uh, Plague Tale. But they've even got, like, like the girl with the grey hair, or was it white hair, something like that. Oh, uh, Jill. Jill yeah. was her name. Fucking glorified hostage. She's a ward from the rebellious sort of raidery types who were put down, and then they were kept in place by her being held as a hostage. Like, it's just Theon Greyjoy. Yeah. This, this, is, this is not a generic hard fantasy template. This is Game of Thrones. That, that whole setup is Winterfell. But yes, yes, in that regard, once again, cute. Yeah. But... I will say they do have a sort of a subversion with that because whereas Catelyn remains a sympathetic character in Game of Thrones, obviously we have that bit towards the end of the story demo uh, with the mother where yeah. it's like, oh, wow, you you really are a twat. Yeah, no, when when it was revealed that she was the one who, who let the Empire in, spoilers for the demo of Final Fantasy sixteen. When it is revealed that she's the one who let the Empire in and allowed for, for Rosaria to, to crumble. At that point, I was just like, wow, this bitch is terrible. She is, ugh. And then, yeah. like, and then she has them, she has the, the, the Imperial soldiers just casually murder her handmaidens for mm -hmm. no reason. I'll say this as well, like, after Final Fantasy XV, and and honestly, after a lot of like more recent Final Fantasies and that, and and a lot of games in general, I'm liking seeing some like introduced early in the game, straight up personal villains 
because I rolled my yes. eyes at first when they started talking about the blight, where I'm like, I've, I I do not need another game where the main villain is the concept TM, like the corruption, the darkness, the the gloom, the gloom, what like all of that shit, like. You've got Benedicta, you've got the mother, you've got, like... Um, big boy? Big boy, like, some of the other teases and stuff. Like, I'm excited for the prospect of actual cunt villains who yes. have a personal involvement with the protagonist. and Because, like, you know, the eventual villain of Fifteen was great. Yeah, Arden. Like, scenery-chewing, camp... But for most of the game, he's not that. No, he's not. Like, he, he isn't really, like, a proper villain until almost the very end, uh, from what I remember. Um, until then, he's just sort of bit mysterious, bit dickish, probably a baddie. Um, but you don't get a real sense. It's not until, like, that... Because, I mean, 15 has that problem through and through, uh, especially in its original incarnation, where it's like... A lot of it was rushed story-wise, mm-hmm. so nothing could really um, um, mature and, and grow and develop properly in a natural storytelling fashion. Whereas this, like, yeah, just the, the early introduction of, like, these are some real, like, premium assholes. Right? Like, You're so, gonna like, hate them. And I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm excited for it as someone who I... I you know, nothing makes me happier than seeing someone that I know I'm going to fucking love to hate mm-hmm. because there is so much catharsis in that. And again, it probably comes a little bit from that Game of Thrones influence where one of the big sort of storytelling hallmarks of Song of Ice and Fire is truly irredeemably detestable people. And you know what? I'm I'm up Fuck for it. Yeah. It's Fuck been yes. ages since I felt like I've had a proper, like, Colonel Vulgan level villain that I really want to see like get put down in a video game. So I'm absolutely here for that. Having said that, the scene near the end of Final Fantasy 15, where Noctis walks into the throne room and Arden has his father and his girlfriend strung from the ceiling. Like he has their corpses just strung up. Mm. Just to taunt Noctis. It's funny because uh, there's another corpse in that room being strung from the ceiling. And I just imagine Noctis like seeing his father's corpse and being infuriated and seeing his his soon-to-be wife's corpse and just getting even angrier. And then looking at this last one and just going, who the hell is he? And Arden's just like, what? Oh. Oh, he's from the movie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, the main one from the movie. His 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 corpse is dangling from the ceiling on next to Regis and Lunafreya. Because uh, I think they intended for for that main character from Kingsglaive to be much more meaningful than he was. Did you ever even watch it, Kingsglaive? Yes, I believe so. Um, I believe I even did a podcast on it. Can't remember a fucking thing that happens in it now. You didn't. I, I know you didn't do a podcast on Did it because, yeah, because it was a running joke for a little while in Conrad's streams that I would oh. be like, "When are you going to do Kingsglaive on the spinoff Doctors?" And you know, I would, I would be increasingly jokingly demanding about it. 
but it was it wasn't funny for long so i just stopped doing it but that was something i was i was looking forward to maybe i just watched it then you did spirits within you did yeah. advent children but not kingsclave not pretty yet. sure i have seen it though i have seen it but yeah must not have done a spin-off doctor's podcast on it or anything oh well Still can't fucking remember a thing about it. Neither can I, really, except for um, one really, really good scene. It's it's like Warcraft in that respect. It has one good scene. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's one scene where after... Because, like, Kingsclave has the exact same plot as Rogue One, a Star Wars story, where every major character dies, but right. there's hope for the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a princess is there to carry on that legacy. But there is a scene where, like, one of the first of them is killed, and another one just has this breakdown over the the perceived futility of everything that they're doing. And it's great! And, and, And if the rest of the movie had been that emotionally resonant, then Kingsglaive would have been as good as Advent Children. Yeah. Because I like Advent Children. I think that Advent Children is actually a good movie. Yeah? Yeah, I, I do. I Because I oh. remember very distinctly, I watched Advent Children having not finished Final Fantasy VII because I wanted to see if it held up. Right. Um, and it is my opinion that it does, but much like Final Fantasy XIII, you really have to wade through a lot of nonsense and look at just the most basic concepts beneath the slew of proper nouns and over explanations of things because yeah. it's final fantasy like all you like when vincent shows up out of nowhere in advent children you don't really need to know who he is the context is just like oh this is somebody that cloud knows this is cloud's friend from back in the day why does he have spawn's cape don't worry about it <laughs> what's the deal with his weird gun don't worry about it now I want to watch Advent Children, but I actually need to go to work soon. Yeah. And I'm going to hit buy on this little Gator game plush. Oh, little Gator game. It's such a good game. I might actually hit buy on this doll of... Because uh, they're, they're they're already making a plush of Torgal, uh, Clive's dog. Of course they are. Oh, no, there's two. There are two. Because they know. They know what they've what they've done. They know what they have on their hands. I need fucking Capcom to know what they've done with the uh Chan plushes. Those have been around for such a long time. I can't find real ones. That's weird to me, because like Chan has been a thing since the Street Fighter 4 days. Oh, well, there we are then. You see, I'm kind of new. I'm, I'm very much a luminary, an established luminary of the fighting game community, but I'm still quite new. So I haven't seen Chan before. Well... Let me let me just say this before we wrap up. Any questions you have, I can probably answer them. And if I can't, I know people who can. So, if you if you'll allow me to be your um, your vizier as a fighting game luminary, I think you you'd need one. Okay. Well, as long as you're not one of them evil ones, because I've I've heard. Nah. So many viziers in media give uh, viziers a bad name. I agree. I'm sure there are some good viziers, but most viziers I know are evil. Yeah. 
If I was a vizier, I'd sue Disney. Fucking right? And the Prince of Persia people. And the Prince of Persia people, that's another another one, yeah. Mind you, Ubisoft should be sued for a lot of things. Granted. Yeah. But, you know, that dates back to the old Prince of Persia before Ubisoft even owned it. That's true. But anyway. Anyway. For crying out God. For crying out God. I I actually need to be at work in two minutes. So I'm going to be late, but that's okay. Because I got to do this. Yeah. Priorities. I got them. Absolutely. And I got myself a little gator plush. That's what's important. I'm not even big on plushies, but it's a little gator game. I'm just going to have it like sat around. Put it in the Jimquisition. And then you can maybe write it off on your taxes. If that's how it works in the UK. I don't actually know. There's only one way to find out. Risk an audit. (laughs) Well. Steph, you're lovely and I love you. Oh, you're lovely and I love you too. It has been a lovely time. I think we've had a great deal of fun. And I am going to... I'm just going to go play Street Fighter 6 again. So good. I can do a Hadouken. you can. I could do a Hadouken in the arcades. That's so good. That is so good. Um, is there anything you'd like to uh, let the listeners know about? Or anything no. before you get... No? Other than... My Tumblr URL has changed. It is now Aguan, which is uh, spelled A-G-W-H-A-A-N. So if you want to follow me, that is where to do it. I think I may just be posting about Final Fantasy sixteen and The Boys, which is a good television show that I recommend. Excellent. And until we meet again, my love. Date. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that I recorded that.